The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bench with Bubba, episode 377, and I am jacked up, folks. If you guys knew, like, the last 30 minutes or 20 minutes of conversation before the podcast, he always gets the train rolling. The engine's revving. You can find him over at FTM Bets, does daily work, does all kinds of cool stuff over there. He's on Twitter at MLB Moving Average AVG. He is MLB Moving Averages. He is Big John Stud. John, yes. how's doing, man? Yo, Bubba, what is going on? I was telling you before, and I really have to leave with this. It's it's awesome to be working with you. I was a fan of yours long before I started creating content. But really, the best part of this, and I said this before, I, I mean, it has been becoming your friend really throughout this. You know, you and I maybe have done as much talking about kids and Disney and life and common sense than we have about baseball, and that's pretty awesome. You know what I mean? I, I dig your, I dug your style as an analyst, but. You know, listen, man, you're very relatable, and it's why you're so popular. It's why everyone really likes you so much, and it's why I did. And now, it, it, I mean it, man. I mean it. It's not just flattery. I mean it. You're the best. I was saving that one. You are the best. It's great to be with you, and it really is. Yo, you are you are my friend. You head over to the East Coast. I promise you, we go see the Yankees or the Cyclones. Whoever you like, you better not bring your car keys. That's all I'm telling you. You're not driving home, pal. Awesome. I appreciate it. I will take you up on that offer next time I head East. But uh, thanks for the kind words, and thanks for having me on. You kick uh i'm gonna say it because we're, we're doing east coast like you kick ass when it comes to fantasy work so um like there's there's a lot to talk about we have fun in the chats our personal chats our group chats very very knowledgeable guy that you are so before we get into all the good stuff let everybody know where they can find you and your good work so they can get all that knowledge on the daily with you well i appreciate that yeah you got it mlb moving averages on the twitter machine any time of day any day of the week i'm doing you know i'm at ftn bets where we're doing handicapping but i'm also working on the daily side for DFS, you know, you check us out. We're we're doing really well, and I think Casey, we're gonna we're gonna get into into why 
Um, I've done so long. It's not because I'm good at predicting the future. It's because we've been, you've been, they're right there with me, hashing out a lot of these, not to say new stats, but X stats and the new way that we're understanding them, right? So there has been a bit of a discrepancy, let's call it, you know, with our understanding of them. And that's what's kind of kept us on the edge. And it's really been my, man, it's really been my claim to fame this year. And it's been one of the reasons we've been so successful. So, you know, if you want to see what we're doing, you can check us out anytime, FTM Bets. And I got the Cork Stats podcast every day if you're into uh, lots of words. <laughs> I'm into lots of words and lots yeah. of numbers at high speed. You know, check it out again. Uh, you know, something me and Bubba are into because uh, he does the daily show, which is awesome, man. When you're in the game of nine innings or five innings, right, one day, you have to, you're trying to guess what's going to happen right now. So we have to really be on the tip of are there changes? Is it a pitch mix? Is it velo? Is it health? Is it attitude? Is it splits? You know, so there's a lot of kind of nuance going on. And really, I think, I think that's what I try and bring to the table every day. You definitely do. And he also brings the fact you will not need your cup of coffee if you listen to Quirk Stats because he'll get you going. He'll get you going in the morning. But uh, before we get into the new changes we're talking about and some really good stuff, because John always, like last time I had him on, it was his new quality starts metrics that he was working on and stuff. He's always kind of getting ahead of the curve type thing. But let's talk about some players first, some guys that went on the IL, because that's what happens every day, it seems like. Um, Sonny Gray goes on the IL with with a groin injury. It's his second stint, I believe, on the IL. I believe it's only two so far this year. Um, going to be out at least 10 days. Obviously, you're probably holding on to the guy, yeah. but do you have any level of concern with this one? There really hasn't been a big report yet on John on Sunday, Grant. Yeah, I mean, listen, anytime starters are, are missing time, it's certainly a concern. And again, it's been, uh, you know, repeated now. He's had that back issue come up a few times in the past. That's what happened the last time. So, yeah, I mean, I'm always worried whenever he's missing because this year, like you said, it's been, you know, harder and harder just to field a, a team of live bodies. At time, maybe more so than ever, right? There's always injuries, but I think that's par for the course. This year seems like, man, they've been hot and, and heavy, right? It's been early and often with them. So I'm holding gray. You have to. I'm more wondering if maybe if it's we can get ahead of the curve. You think it's De Leon might get the look? I don't know who it's going to be. They have not they have not announced it yet. Yeah, they have not announced it yet. It'd be good to see De Leon get another chance. You know, they put him to the bullpen after the, kind of the rocky start early on, but the, the pedigree is there. The pitch mix isn't horrible. Um, it'd be fun to see what he can do out there. I know they tried Hoffman too. That didn't go so yep. well. They're looking for that fifth guy in a bad, bad way. So maybe De Leon does get another shot, unless there's someone in the minors that uh, you know they can try a one-hit wonder with. Who knows? So we'll see. Let's go to the Texas yeah. Rangers here. Ian Kennedy to the IL with a hamstring injury. Those usually last more than ten days, folks. So that's yeah. going to be a big bummer. Um, who do you think steps in there? Because Kennedy's been very good. They're a bad baseball team, but when they do win, it's usually close. So you have save chances. Yeah, yeah. That you know, it's funny that, that you say that. I I take that attitude with bad teams, Bubba, more than the well, they don't win any games, so they're not going to get any saves. I would, I think it's the opposite, right? When the offense doesn't really get it done, there's a lot of there's a lot of close games. Now, in particular, with these late extra innings, uh, you know, closers and relievers really have a more value than than ever. I am not a reliever specialist, and I don't claim to be for all the work I do do. I don't mind. I said do do. I do like to outsource. <laughs> I do it to out- I'm a dad, right? Dad jokes over oh, here. That's a dad joke um, 101. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I do like to outsource, and the person I use, I like to go to Greg Jewett. I know you've spoken to him before. He's at The Athletic. So you def- if you're wondering anything about relievers, right, and if you're like, wow, what's this guy, John, have to say? The first place I'm going is to Greg's closure chart. He has spores up there, but – he really hasn't been great. He does have the K to walk stuff to do it, right? If you have the, got the 30% K, that's normally something that they're going to look at in the bullpen. 
I know Greg from having him on my show has always been a Jolie guy, and I was into Jolie as well. My fear is, even if Spores gets it, that he's not going to hold it or it's even going to be a committee to lead. So sometimes just because there are opportunities, my worry is people are going to pay up with Fab, right? Yeah. But, but that's always my assumption is there's going to be such a de- high demand for these saves that the, these are not the good saves. These are not no. the ones we really want. If you're really desperate, you could price and force. And, right, maybe Spores is worth a 42, 48. I'm very cheap. I don't like to go and I'm not the guy. You'll never, ever see me go into the two three hundreds. I don't do that. Because those guys don't pan out, if you ask me. They really yeah. don't. I'm the type. I like to be early. So, again, if you're going to spend 100 on spores, I'd be the guy to probably put 12 on Jolie. So, like, yeah. that's probably my digestion of it. Yeah. No, I love your – That's you're right on brand there. Like, Toby and I talk about it a lot. I think I talked about it with Vlad on the last episode is with these – there's committees everywhere. Like even the giants have a committee, but that kind of it's two guys and they're getting their, they're, they're both getting theirs. Basically. When you look at this Rangers situation, it's a bad team and there's going to be two to three hands in that cookie jar for a while. Do you want to roll the dice on one week? He gets, you no saves and you bench him and he gets you two saves and you do this and that the whole freaking time that gets really, really bad. So I'm with you. Like if you have like three options, go bid on the cheapest option. And see what happens there. And I'm with you yeah. on Jolie. Greg sold me on Jolie. I have him on a ton of best ball teams and stuff yeah. that I'm just waiting for that uh, comeuppance, basically. Hopefully, I think it's coming. Someday. I think it's coming. Again, even yeah. if – remember, I, you, that's why I always like your style because you're very realistic. Like, you know, you're not saying he's going to close 50 games in the second half. Yeah. But for him to get a dozen in the back half, that wouldn't yes. surprise me at all. So yeah. that I, that's why I like that move because of that potential. Again, I, I'm always the type to be – give me – I'd rather be a week early and pay less than $20 in fab and churn that bottom spot. And you know what? It has served me well this year. It's been uh, Kendall Graveman and I was, I was early and I've had a few guys, I've had Castillo in and out. I've had just a couple guys. Again, you get for $10 or less, you run them out for a few weeks. Sometimes they pan out and sometimes they don't. But if you pay the 200, 20% even, right? If we're going to go percentages, you you just hamstring yourself. I can't go down that road. It's not for me. It's too early in the season anyway. Yeah, and most people are out of money now, so you can save that money for later. Like if you get if you get real desperate with all these injuries, you'll have all the money later for something if you really yeah. need it. So that's me. That's, that's, that's me. the other angle. Yeah, yeah. that's good. And, and I heard uh, I heard just a, a birdie. I think on a Twitter said you're kicking uh, some serious butt in TGFBI, aren't you? Yeah, I am in the top six, I think, or five. Yeah. I haven't really looked. You know what? It changes all the time. Go, yeah. go face my one healthy team, and I'm doing. It's doing pretty well. It's doing three teams. Right. The healthy team. Never what I would fails. say is, and I think to tie it into what we were just saying, it's already we're only we're in the tenth day of June. It's mostly not guys I drafted. Yep. You know, no, that's it's not, I'm I'm very proactive. I love to churn, and I also I think it's because partly of cork stats, I hash out a lot of statistics. Yep particularly with pitchers. So I find I'm early on the ads, you know, which really helps me a lot. Like we, all my, all my, the whole Cork Stats crew have Kyle Gibson, Adbert Alzelay. If Brubaker was out there early on, you know, we a lot, a lot of guys that we picked up. Uh, Disclafani guys ever like that. You know, dude, everybody in San Francisco, man, if we end up with a minute at the end, we could talk about what they're doing there. You put the name to it. I didn't, I didn't remember the gentleman's name this morning. And, Man, they are just like that. Is where you go for the reclamation projects. Again, to what you and I were talking about, trying to find those changes. Man, that's what this is all about right now, especially this year. I think coming off of last year. Yeah, definitely. And the the uh, the daily grind helps season long so much. Yeah, I'm it with does. You there. 
you mentioned Adbert Alzale. Unfortunately, he goes to the IL, but I'm not super concerned because it's a blister. So it's yeah. nothing in the elbow, nothing in the shoulder. Blisters can come up again. That's a headache. We know that. But as long as everything structurally is fine, yeah. give him his 10 days, give him the gu- the glue stuff on his hand, get it figured out. Yeah. Not the super tack stuff, the actual glue stuff for the blisters. <laughs> and um, we'll, we'll get over that really, really soon. So I just wanted to bring that up. I think we're on the same page yeah. with Alzale. I actually am, I'm hoping he misses a, another. It sounds weird. You normally don't hope that. But with a blister, I think we actually yeah, want to fully heal. Yeah, yeah, miss the extra start. Because that is a uh, a repetitive kind of thing. Yeah. Man, is it was it Alex Wood with the blisters all the time? Uh, no, Rich Hill. Rich oh, Hill. Rich Hill with the blisters. The blister god. Right, and if they wouldn't ever give him long enough, and it will never heal. So hopefully with Alzale, again, like you nailed it. That's To me, that's not an injury. You know, that's like a whatever. That's like an incident. Well, and you know and on the bright side of things, he's a young arm. They're going to probably limit his innings anyways. So now they're doing it now. Yeah. So then in September, you have all your innings. Yeah, go. I agree. And I'm, I'm all about Alzale. If you can grab him cheap, yeah. you want that for sure, yeah. For sure. Uh, Jack Flaherty, we got some bad news on Flaherty. He's now to at least the All-Star game now. You knew it was bad when they diagnosed the injury as a severe groin injury. Yeah. That was how they said yeah. it. Like, well, you never hear severe very often. Uh, so he's not to at least the All-Star break. Like, what's your take on him in, like, NFBC leagues where you don't have IL spots? Or 15, you're probably holding them, but are you, you know, 12? Like, it's hard to drop I'm, Flaherty. But damn. I'm growing my fingernails so I could try and claw on to him for dear life. Yeah. But, but, and the big shaking part on this one is this is where the true medal of a fantasy player is is had. Mm-hmm. Now, NFBC is the perfect example because the, the benches are so shallow. And Jack Flaherty absolutely should be the last player to go, right? Before you're streaming a pitcher or speculating on saves or even like a Rockies home bat for a couple days, right? Flaherty's got to be the priority. But, man, we have all been there. And there are certain guys you just can't get rid of, right? Harper was down for a week. He's got to stay. You lose Ray Muto. It broke my heart. You saw I was taught, I was almost in tears. I had to drop Yadier Molina. Now, granted, he's not Ray Muto, but he is thought of as a, you have to have him. You must start him, but you have to let him go. So, granted, Yadier is not Flaherty, but it's that same type of decision where he was in that last space. So, you put him in the last space, and you fight tooth and nail for it, and you be very vigilant. but. If you have to cut him, you cut him because you have – it's six weeks to the All-Star break. He's going to need at least, what, three or four to ramp? He might get another two to get up to where we could make him a viable starter, 85 pitches or more. So just unfortunately, you might only be looking at five starts remaining for him. Yeah, it's, it's very hard tricky. to sacrifice now for that later on when, to be honest, if you really want to be savvy, you probably go back and grab him in five weeks or so. I was know? about to say, you just you just put a little bookmark somewhere and go, instead of, yeah. you know, maybe right before the All-Star break, you grab him. Or yeah. you know, like a couple of weeks, go let him sit out there for four weeks and then go, I don't know, you know, maybe you have really savvy owners in your league and they'll go grab him next week. Who knows? But um, they might not be able to hold on him for long either. So always watch who's yeah. getting dropped because right. that's going to happen a lot. Throughout the season, especially I just got Luke Voigt like that for two bucks. He, you know, he's a frustrating I didn't, one. I didn't really have a major move to be made, and I had yeah. a roster spot because I happen to have saves, or you know, and be healthy yeah. on that team. So you say, "Hey, listen, this guy's well worth the space," and then you kind of treat that space the same way. So, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I wonder if you're the same way. I'm very like procedural, like sometimes almost to a flaw, but I like to think of my bench almost as a real team. It should right. be. You, you, Where, you should you should want to be able to play them if you need to play them. You should, it shouldn't be like a oh, I'm only holding them just in case. That's right, not right. the guys or, you want on your team, basically. Or each 
spot may have a legitimate role. Like yes. this space is a speculative save spot. Yes. This is the um, speculative minor leaguer spot. Let's say, although mm-hmm. I generally don't carry minor leaguers. Those are so I, tough to pan out. You know, I you I used to be. If you ask my home leaguers, I was the prospect guy. I, I, I think, I think we all used to love them because it's the shiny yeah, new yeah. toy. It's the shiny new yeah. toy. It's not. It, it's a it's a fail more than it's a it's a pass. Yeah. Those. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, you know the management of the bench itself, I think, is a big part of of. You know, uh, roster construction and getting into fab and stuff, which I'm really just doing now, and I'm loving it, man. You see, I got five unicorn bids this season. Is yes, that's like you. You have like like most people don't have one in a season. You've it's almost every other week. John's in the yeah. freaking uh, he's in the the battle of the pods chat we have, and he's like, hey, check this one out. And it's like, dude, <laughs> how'd you do this? Yeah, again? Two in the same day the other time, yeah. like. I've had people say they've played NFPC for years and only seen one or one here yeah. and one there. I've got five in like nine weeks. And you know what I think it is? It's it's I I I deploy, I know we really weren't gonna go fab, but this is some good stuff. I this think I, I bring it, yeah. I bring it from other professions. A lot of the success I've had in baseball is not from studying baseball, it's from trading markets and stuff like that. And I feel like, Brian, a lot of people go into the auction with the goal of winning. Mm-hmm. And I don't go into the auction with the goal of winning. I go into the auction with the goal of setting my price, mm-hmm. which has nothing sense. to do with it. So, meaning, and this sounds weird. I got some good a good tip on this, and it had nothing to do with baseball. It was for auction, live auctioning valuables. And they were saying, think about your most, like, your closest friend, like the one that will insult you the most, like, you know, but in the nice way. Because I love you, yes. Think, <laughs> think about having to explain your move to them, you okay. know, and if you can hold your head up high and say, "Yeah, you're damn right," you know, I put, uh, I give you a good one. I was, I, I was upset because I had bet, I put eighty five bucks for uh, walls on Tampa Bay mm-hmm. because I needed a middle infielder. He's going to play every day. He's got some prospect shine. And for me, I thought eighty five is like a lot. I ended up overpaying, but I did, was paying for plate appearances. But at the same time, that's where I said, you know, uh, all right, if I get him for seventy nine or eighty one. No, I'm going to get a guy every day. The Rays are a good organization. He's good defensively, so he'll be on the field. If they got rid of Adamas, who is the only guy that's yeah. getting 550 plate appearances every year, he's got to be decent. Yep. So I felt like I built the case, and I set the bet, and I wanted to do what a lot of other people do, is they play with their fab, from what I understand. Yeah. I don't do that. No, I, I set my number. I, I usually walk away. Yeah. yeah. My, You know what my, my suggestion is? I won't set it until I know the number I want. There you go. Yeah. That's smart. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit of fad behind the curtain for me. No, that's fine because it's, it's. I love hearing it because you know we we joke about it. Everybody jokes about it. You see the fab results each week, and they vary so much from league to oh, league. Yeah. So there's no exact science. No. So it's fun hearing how everybody does it because right. um, you could have got walls for 85. Um, I could have got. I think I got them for 31 in the league. Yeah. Some people, you some people paid, some people paid like 200 dollars for them. Like it's all over. Yeah, the board. I saw that. All over the you board, know, so you never know. Is the tout tweets come out before yeah. Fab runs? Yes. And I saw that Walls was going for in the 200s. Now, if to give you – I'm going to pat myself here. I had him set in the 40s, and mm-hmm. I allowed those 200 bids to bring me up, but only to 79. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, didn't you say, didn't go crazy. Oh, you didn't go crazy. Yeah. So I think there's a lesson there also for people that are getting into Fab now is 
you can listen to other information. I always do, you know, be malleable, but I don't let it just take me off the deep end because that could have happened, right? Uh, oh yeah. man, he went for two, Tout's very sharp, of course. Yeah. So if he goes for 200 there, well, maybe he's going to go for 200 in NFBC and I need to pay that and I didn't, but I was willing to lose it. I think that's really it. You got to be willing to to walk away, you know? Yep, no, 100%. You have to know yeah. that you're not going to win every, every bid, so that's fine, move on. But the thing with Walls, we kind of talked about it with, you know, those speculative re- uh, relievers that are going for 100 plus, don't spend on those because that's a speculation. Whereas Walls, like you you nailed it, where I liked him, they called him up over Franco and Brujan. So they right. were going to play him every day. So mm-hmm. you knew he was that talented. You saw his, what he yep. did in AAA, small sample, but he was very, very good. His on base skills were outstanding. And then you mentioned the Adamus thing. Like you didn't, you weren't Nostradamus and knew this going into it. But a couple weeks later, Adamus is gone, that and you're was just a like, "Wordplay." Hold on, hold yeah. on. We should recognize how good that was. A really good wordplay. Oh man, I hope Chris picks up on that one. That was a good uh, one. Uh, so yeah, it's it's <laughs> that's where that's where I can because I'm I'm a lot like you, and I don't like to spend a lot. Like last week was the first time, and I haven't even done it in FPC. It was in Tout where I spent like I think 102 dollars on Coar because I hadn't spent much all year, and I needed okay, yeah, a starting yeah. pitcher. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't go so well the first start, but I still believe in the pedigree. Yeah. That's the first first triple-digit bid I had the entire yeah. season. So I'm a lot like that where I'm with you on not that. That's also, uh, you know, you didn't go to 300. That's where I get I didn't break the bank. I didn't break yeah, the I bank. Mean, I still yeah. yeah, I didn't mean to make it like 100. No, 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 I got you. I got yeah, you. okay, cool, cool. Because I'm not. Yeah, I I'm think not, that's a fine one. Yeah, but so we'll back, to those, back to those prospects, you know, I've added Gilbert and – and Jackson Pro are a couple places, yeah. but I've yet to start them. So yeah, I only really add those guys where I don't need them yet, and I'm able to get them cheap. Like yeah. I, I beat the league to the punch with Gilbert because right. you know what it is. Uh, Scott Engel is a Seattle guy. Yeah. So he drafted Gilbert, which had him in the pool early. Yep. You know what I mean? So I didn't have to wait for the start. I had see, him. That's I beneficial. Had him early. Yeah, yeah, so it'll be, be fun this Sunday. Gonna, to see. It'll be fun this Sunday to see NFBC and see where he I'm goes. I'm like a catfish, you know. I'm at the bottom there. Like, <laughs> you got a I'm new gift coming your way, I'm, by the way. You, you, know, you got a new gift down, right there. But that's what I do, man. That's what you do is, yeah. you know, you got to be looking for that stuff. You know, I like to make sure sort by all the different categories. You know, yeah. make sure that you sort pitchers by innings pitched. Who's getting yeah. a chance to get the ball? You know, I feel like sometimes people ignore that. But there's nope. something to that. Who's got, you know, K's obviously, but innings pitch, I think, is a good one because that one gets overlooked, but there's some gems in there sometimes. Well, and that's, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point because the new tout league that I'm in, they, they took away wins and innings pitched is the category. Ooh, even better. Yeah. Because we, we talked about it before and we'll kind of talk about it a little bit later because quality starts, the available of the wins. The, the, the way pitchers are used these days is such a different minefield yeah. than what it wants us. The win's kind of a weird stat. So um, innings pitched, I do that every week in that fabula. I, I sort by innings pitched, and I'll do over like the last two weeks after the last month or everything. And, it, and you start seeing certain names, you're like, hmm, interesting. Okay, so yeah, yeah you got to get the ball that. right if you're going to score. Fantasy yep. sports is about opportunity, and if you want the opportunity, you got to get the rock. So sometimes people get ahead of themselves and they actually pay for players that don't have opportunity, yep. which should be at the center of our work, really. You know? Yep. If Jared Kalinick is dropped in your league, how aggressive are you in getting him? Oh, that's see now that's a really good one. If I'm gonna press for Fab, that's the one I'm gonna press for. But even then, my brain is telling me 265 is the highest I think I can go for anybody yep. because I, I I can't help but calculate the rest of the total, the rest of the weeks that remain, and the fact there are no zero dollar bids, and you're gonna have to replace people with injuries. And man, you know, trying to roll with zeros. I don't know if you've done that. I'm sure in your experience you have yeah. at the end of the season. It's very difficult. And I yeah. pride myself on being cheap. 
I am the king of the four dollar bid. But it can when you have zero, um, yeah. it, you know, when you have one or you're down to that four, it's really tough because sometimes you can't even make the move. It's 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 brutal. So yeah. I don't like to, I don't want to make myself that vulnerable. Because like you you said, that you closer you get to the end, the more critical those stats are, the more willing people are going to be to pay for them. So you can end up just with empty pockets where you're just not ready for the home stretch, which if you want to win, you're going to have to succeed it. You need to be able to turn and burn at the end more, more yeah, than yeah, ever. Right, right, right. Uh, oh, there. especially call-ups at the end of the season in particular. Yep. Yeah, in particular. That's when you get uh, your saves, man, you know? All, all those oh, cheap saves. Right. Sneaky, you know, sneaky, cheap hitters of facing bad yeah. pitching and stuff. You get all kinds yeah. of fun oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, right yeah. Now. That's it. You got it. That's it. Um, Mike Trout, he's going to be out to the All-Star game as well. He's already he's at least running and stuff now, it seems like. So I expect him back pretty shortly after yeah. that. But do you see any world where we might get some Joe Adele? Are you interested in Joe Adele? What's Shouldn't have happened already? Shouldn't yeah, have happened so. already? Think so. So like, and, and and he was tearing up too. He's hitting bombs every day, but the the swing and the miss stuff is still really bad. So, uh, I was hoping for Marsh, but then he got hurt. Yeah. So I got to be honest, I I have a very tough time with uh, the Angels. Uh, I don't know if you want to whatever positional placements or stuff like that. The <laughs> the general manager there, I just have a tough time. I never I'm never able to kind of be in front of that. You know, we talk about the Rays and the Rockies oftentimes. The Angels are right there for me. I just can't seem to – how many times I've drafted Jaime Berea and Felix Pena, like thinking Patrick Sandoval. Like we're going to – We're in the same vein. Coming, right? Yep, we're in Where the, are the same innings? vein. They're coming, right? They're, never, yep. they're not coming. They're not yeah. – stop. They're not coming. They're not Patrick here. Sandoval just looked absolutely beautiful with a 32, 32 whiffs on 100 pitches, and he'll probably go back to being a long reliever here in two weeks because yeah, that's what they're, they'll do. They're, they're, a, they're a tough one to yep. – they're a tough one to predict. And then if you see the lineup, which I know, of course, you do, the work you do, Man, it's like Ward and Wong, and I'm like, Jimmy who are you? <laughs> Yeah, and meanwhile, they they have top prospects in the AAA. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a money thing. I, I would admit another if I'm admitting blind spots like I was before with relievers. I'm not very good with uh, uh rule five and oh, yeah. options. I'm I do enjoy that roster resource has made it easier to follow the amount of options, but mm-hmm. I'm not good with that stuff. So sometimes I just get caught and I end up assuming. All right, yep. well, you've got Joe Adele. He's coming up, right? Mike you Trout so. out, Joe Adele in. You, yep. Sometimes it's like, ooga, ooga, caveman analysis. Yes. But it seems like, and no, I'm wrong. It's, I hate that, you know? They'd rather square peg in, in, in round hole or something to just to, to mask it. They, they band-aid it. They don't fix it. Yeah, right. And meanwhile, you know, maybe Adele, again, I you know, I'm, I don't, what do I know about prospect growth? But I do feel like I want these guys to get reps at the big league. Uh-huh. Well, I'm not the type to. I mean, the Mets did it with Alonzo too. They kind of. I mean, I mean, listen, he broke out, but I just don't believe in that. I feel like get him in the games, let him get the game speed, let him fail first before it's like, okay, well, you were really, really good in AAA. Now it's time yeah. to carry a pro squad. Look what they did to Kelnick. That almost wasn't yeah. right what they did to him. Yeah, he let should him, have had him sixth off the jump. Exactly. Let them yeah. fail. When the team's not contending, like the Angels, they're not going to contend this year. Instead of bringing them up when they have a chance to contend and be like, oh, well, we just lost because of you. That's going to be even worse for the kid's psyche. Yeah, right, right, right. Then there's that seat, and again, Bubba, the other part that you bring to the analysis, which is the subjective part, which a lot of people ignore, which is very important that these are people, they're yep. real people. And we've known them, right? And they have real problems. You have known, you know, some bowlers in your day. I know mm-hmm. I have too. And 
The thing you don't see is that he broke up with his girlfriend the night before. Or whatever. You know what I mean? So and then just, he went out and got drunk all night. Now he's at the right, ballpark. Right, right. It could have been fun. Right. right. It could have been fun. And you know what? I've heard guys say that. That's part of the reason for them struggling on the road sometimes mm-hmm. because they're away from the wife and maybe they're out partying with who knows yes. doing God knows what. So mm-hmm. there are other pieces to the game. But I always like that you that you consider them. Where some people don't, and it's real. You know, it's real because they're all people, right? We all, you know, right? They have kids. They went through COVID. They have parents and sicknesses, but also happy stuff, right? And like you yeah. said, about being, you know, man, I was just he just got back from you know uh, Europe or whatever, and they were just partying for a weekend. You never know. Yep, you never know. You never know. They are human beings in the end. Very rich human beings, most of them, but, but human <laughs> beings in the end. But uh, let's talk about let's talk about some of the stuff you've been working on. And I really like it because, like, my dumb caveman brain, I um, I understand what you're saying. I just can't say it the way you can. And you put all the numbers together. Like, you make it visual for people, which makes it a lot better. But we know the baseballs have changed. Again, they won't, they won't fully admit it, but we know they've changed. Right. And the effects of it, you know, it's like, what, more drag, less this, that, whatever. It's affecting the actual results of StatCast. Why don't you let everybody know, first off, because like, we have love to use barrels because it's super sticky. But why are barrels maybe not so sticky anymore? Okay. Okay. So, man. Uh, so, yeah, I have done quite a bit of work on this at this point, and it's funny because it, I, I, it's my passion, but I also feed my family doing this stuff, and I also, you know, I not only do I hate losing bets like everyone, but I hate losing bets and then finding out that your data was wrong, right? So, if you're gonna, this is a, an overarching lesson. If you're gonna do work, there is such a thing as a hamster wheel where you can work and run and not get anywhere. We want to make sure that we're moving forward. So, when I started to notice, the first thing I noticed. Again, everybody loves X stats, and there's and we should, you know, we should. I know you spoke to Rob Silver at length about how we need to not overuse them, and of course, there is a subsequent overuse with Statcast. But I think that's with anything, so I don't really ignore that. I just worry about me, right? We'll worry about me and you, and our followers, and our friends, and the people that we're looking to help. So I noticed from the show every day, X wobes were up. It just that just if you handle the stats every day, you uh, last year, for example, or in. in Prior years, we knew 315 was a standard expected WOBA. 315 was standard. If you were below 300, you were very, very good. If you were getting over like 335, 340, you were starting to get in trouble. And then you'd have to go to expected WOBACon, right? And then now that number was like 365, 370 was average. Anything over 400 was bad. Anything under like 335 was very good. So again, these numbers are kind of arbitrary in that they're a benchmark. And what I mean is, think about batting average. So if I tell you 300 batting average, you go, it's good. Why do we know that's good? Because time and the sample told us that. If if you just woke up tomorrow, you wouldn't know that 3 out of 10 is a good batting average. In fact, you probably think it was a bad batting average, right? 3 out of 10 is not good in most things. It's failure. Only in failure. baseball can that get you the $100 million and the plaque. <laughs> so, yep. Right? But the fact that it's really the case. So off the bat... I knew something was up. So I knew something was going on because all the stats were up. And we saw this. Alex Chamberlain was one person who brought this up for people. And it was, and again, it was not anything people were doing wrong. We've learned the value of max EV mm-hmm. because it stabilizes over such a short sample, which kind of makes sense. Like there's a there's a max strength that you have. And if there are a certain amount of pitches in contact, you're going to meet that. And it's not going to matter if you have 500 or 100. You're not going to all of a sudden, right, one day we don't hit a ball six miles. It's just not how it works, right, where we have capabilities, right, maximum capabilities. So when everybody's max EV is moving, 
something is wrong. If Bubba's max EV moves and mine doesn't, or 5% of the people's moves, then you say, oh, those are outliers. When 100% of everybody's EV is moving, something's wrong. You know what I mean? And so right the bat, I had the red flag. I'm on the horn and I'm bothering Russell and Barton Smith and all these guys that you really should be following if you're into the science part. And I know, listen, a lot of it goes right over my head. But you want to, you want to read when these people talk to each other yes. because there's a lot to be learned. And again, I don't even understand all of it. I'm not pretending to be an astrophysicist <laughs> like Dr. Miranda Wells, although I would say this. And it was so validating. I put out a thread about the expected stats. And Dr. Meredith, who was on the forefront of dissecting the understanding of the 2019 ball, retweeted my stuff and commented on it and said it was in line with the research that she had done. So I was like, oh my God, I'm like a total meatball. You know what I mean? I made like, it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Look at me, my boy. And and but, but I think there's a few lessons there. It's I picked up on something. I wasn't afraid to investigate it. I wasn't afraid to buck the trends. And I wasn't afraid to look stupid. And that's a big part of it. But sometimes I do a lot of investigating. And I turn up nothing more often than not. That's part of it. It's part of the but process. But when you think you found something, I wanted to say, no, I can't be right. There's no way that no one knows what's going on and I do. That doesn't make sense. But you know what? People are now it's starting to come into the fore. So that's how it started picking up on it. When we did a little bit of research, it turns out Major League Baseball in their infinite Mr. Magoodum, right? They can't help but get in their own way. They they wanted more offense. So they increased the bounce in the ball. They call it core. I thought it was core, like core of an apple. It's actually C-O-R and it stands for something. Basically, it's the measure of the bounce, right? So you could repeat, you drop a ball from the same exact height and take a measure of the average of the bounce over a certain amount of samples and you get a consistent, you know, bounce. So they added bounce to the ball. There's your spike in EV. Okay. So remember, as we, we have physical evidence right now, we're kind of, this is really a parallel construction, right? We kind of have our evidence and I'm working backwards, right? I, I knew they changed the ball, but I didn't know what it was going to do. So I kind of have the result and I'm working back, but we heard them increase. They wanted more bounce and we got more EV check. However, when we saw some studies on the ball, they were talking about a rate raising the seams, a rise in seams. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm going to – this is one thing I am good at. I've always kind of been like the smartest guy in a room full of dumb people and the dumbest guy in a room full of smart people. Like I'm that – I'm in the hallway in between. If there's like a banquet <laughs> between the two of them, I'm like the guy serving drinks in the hallway. Yeah, there's, really, a reason, I, there's a reason we get have, along so well. Yeah, I have I have, <laughs> gone, through, I have gone to – you know, again, it's a fact. In fact, I've gone always gone to very specialized schools, um, you know – that, that scholarship thought the whole number. That's not what my point is. But I've always been a street guy. And one of my claims to fame is I caught a B felony and an academic scholarship in the same month. You know, like <laughs> I was living, I was, I was doing it all, man. I was doing it all. You know, I was in the school and I was a sick academic. You know, I went to a very specialized school and then at nighttime I was out doing what I was doing. But the point is, I like everybody. You I work like hard, everybody. you play hard. There's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, I but but it's 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 I just love. Man, I love, that's why I'm so passionate. I love people. I love the human experience. I love everything about, I love everything. I love, I even love people I hate because there's something to be learned from everything. The interactions, yep. just everything, man. You only go around this carousel one time and I'm trying to get it all. So I don't like to miss out on people. 
right? I want to learn everything because I've met people I think I would not like that I love, right? Maybe whether they're politically diverse from me or, you know, different, whatever, culturally, whatever the case is, and be, then be your best friends and the person that you should be friends with, you don't like. So those things go out the window for me. I like everybody. And I found I just had kind of a knack for that. Again, being in school, but also kind of being in the street, trying to play the middle, right? Be a chameleon in ways. And now that's kind of helped me out here. So I'm going to try and do this the best way I can. And, and it's it's kind of intuitive, right? So people hear drag and they hear impedance and they're like, they're turned off, which I understand. But let's, let's make this so everybody, one, two, three is going to get this really easily, okay? I'm going to exaggerate the physical features, but it's going to make it make more sense. So the ball is round. I'm going to exaggerate the scene, okay? So my finger is the scene. Now, granted, you don't see the scene. The scene is technically all the way down. But let's raise the scene. This flap. In the wind, that scene will flap. The longer it's in the air, the longer that flap has time to slow the ball down. Mm -hmm. So though we've seen a spike in EV at the point of contact, there is a relationship with launch angle. So meaning line drive hitters in this new environment are actually benefiting because they're getting the spike in EV without the punishment of the drag. Makes sense. Extreme fly ball hitters, Jorge Soler, yeah. not hitting home runs, <laughs> extreme fly ball hitter at an extreme angle, his ball has more time to flop, 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 flop. Now, granted, right? I'm exaggerating. But flop, 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 that piece of paper, flop, 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 every time it flaps, it slows the ball down. He puts the ball in the air, regardless of the spike in EV, that impedance, resistance, is hurting them. So what I noticed when I actually found a half an hour to myself, I was not invited to a family function. Hey, sometimes yeah. in-laws do you a favor and they don't know it, right? <laughs> little do they, little do they, you, I, you want to laugh? I pretend that I was like, oh, no, oh, no, what am I going to do? The second door at the door, it's like, you know? <laughs> Party time. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, it's very hard to mix samples. Uh, something, again, you and I talk about all the time, right? We want the direct sample, but it's got to be big enough to count. We don't want, you know, it, samples are tough with statistics. It's very tough. Also, last year, it was small. We know that, but it was also weather, right? We started in the hot months when we expect more offense. So right off the bat, there's kind of a messed up variable. So the best I could do, and again, this isn't perfect. I spoke to the smarter people about this. They said it was okay, you know, for, for what it is. That we've had 58,000 plate appearances at the point I did the study. So I took the first 58,000 plate appearances of last year with the idea that if the numbers were close, but there was a bit more offense last year, then we could chalk it up to the weather, right? We don't want to, we don't want to run to blame everything on the ball and conspiracies and stuff like that. Listen, people, that'll get you in trouble and everything. All right. When you watch, think if you hear a hoofbeat, think horse, not zebra. Okay. That's, that's the best list I can give you right now. We're in a world of people that hear zebras. I've never seen a zebra that's not behind a cage. I've probably seen four of them total because I've been to you know different zoos. I've seen five million horses. If you hear wolf steps, think horses. So we always want to be using Occam's razor. We want to be trying to simplify our explanations, which will generally lead us to the right conclusion. So, okay. So I started hashing out these numbers. What did we notice? Bower rate is up. Kind of what we expected. Okay. Yeah. However, bow rate was up almost 4% which is the, it was a lot, man, because if we, you know, again, hashing out the stats, think about the difference between an 8% bow rate 
You know, and if you go up, once you get up to like nine, 10, those numbers are seriously shifting. When you're at a 10% power rate, you're in a lot of trouble. So to have that number move up across the board, 4% is an issue, all right? Because it changes our understanding. Whereas if the league average batting average went from 295 to 297, it doesn't really Nobody change knows. the analysis. No. This is completely like game-changing analysis because people base their analysis off the bow rates, right? If you see a 12% bow rate, but no home runs, the first thing you're saying is this guy's about to get, you know, he's the pain is coming. It's coming. Right? It's coming. Yeah. But Barrios, I pointed that out to you in the chat. Barrios has a listed bow rate in the double digits, but he has like a sub one home run per nine. His adjusted bow rate is like six. So right there, you got to be throwing barrel stats away. But let, let, let's go back to the point of hand. So back to the study. So barrels were up 4%. But home runs per fly ball were down 11%. That's a big, Yo, big that jump. Was, that's a tr- – with a 4% jump in the oh, ideal yeah. strike, ball strike, let's call it, the ideal batted ball event. Yeah. Hold on. No, 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 no. Listen, man. You know, again, there's me. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Yeah. So then I dug into hard hit rates, right? Hard hit rates, pretty intuitive. Stat cast hard hit rate. Now let's actually let's let's do this real quick for anybody because this is interesting, right? And I know you've talked about this. You and I have talked about this. I really like you, Brian. I like working with you. So <laughs> uh, Fangraphs does hard hit rate. Yep. So does Statcast. Statcast is a raw metric, ninety-five miles an hour. Very important to know because it is directly linked to slugging at ninety-five. So it's very important. However, we now know a ball hit on the ground at ninety-five miles an hour is not nearly as effective as a ball hit in the air at eighty-five miles an hour. Yep. So Fangraphs uses baseball information solutions, BIS, and there's a subjective element. So you'll generally notice hard hit rates are lower on Fangraphs because they don't just count a raw metric, which makes sense. 95 mile an hour ground balls, we're not necessarily need them counted as hard hit rate, uh, the hard hit basket. Whereas Giancarlo Stanton, 115 mile an hour ground ball, we want in the hard hard hit. hit. So Fangraphs takes care of that. Now, what did we find, Bubba? Exactly what you'd expect if you were using the inference that we had placed, which was, well, if if what I said was true, then the hard hit rate via stat case would be up, right? Because EB yeah. is up in contact. Yeah. Check. Hard hit rate via fan graphs, down on the year. Wow. So, I mean, I, and to be honest, that's how I knew when, when Meredith said, she was like, yes, I knew it. I knew, I knew that I was over the target. I knew what I was over the target because that right of the dude, that's all, that is all of the argument that I needed to be honest. Yeah. Spiking the ball, raising the drag, barrels are up, home runs for fly balls are down, stat cast numbers up, fan graphs numbers down. Done, done. Yeah. So now we take it to the next step. Let's give these people what they came for, my man. And it's. Yeah. you either have to use Alex Chamberlain's adjusted bow rate, although even that I've heard some opposition to. Mm-hmm. What I've been using, and I, man, when I get time, I, you know, it's funny. We're gonna, I'm gonna have a couple of days off for the All Star break, but I was kind of planning a trip. If I don't, I'm gonna do this. It's all about blasts right now. Yep. So blasts, you know, blasts are the ideal subset of barrels. So within a barrel is the barrel, right? The, yep. the barrel of barrels. I'd be joking if you're from my neck of the woods. Made a Cadillac of barrels, right? That's what we. There do. you go, Cadillac, Cadillac barrels. Well, uh, Cadillac better than a Lincoln, better than a Cadillac. <laughs> you got more light room, room for your legs. You know, Cadillac. <laughs> better than a Cadillac. You know, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so blasts people are really where it's at because you can't really fake that funk like those. 
you know, that's the highest EV at the most ideal launch angle. And again, I've only noticed from hashing out. And again, when I get some time, I'm going to do the leaderboard and the correlations. I'm telling you dollars to donuts. You got to take barrel stats and toss them. They're not any good. Blast rate is what you're looking for. I'm doing it now every day and it, it fits perfectly into every single profile. It fits perfectly in every single profile. Actually, I got one really good one for you right now because I was thinking about it. I was looking at him today and it's Dallas Keigel. Okay. So here's a, here's just a good one. So, You'd see a ground ball rate at 60 mm-hmm. and think, wow, that's a really high ground ball rate, right? He must not give up any home runs. His home run rate <laughs> is over <laughs> one per nine. It's average. Yep. So granted, don't get me wrong. 1.3 home runs per nine is not terrible. It's not bad. But it is with a 60% ground ball rate. Uh-huh. Okay? So there's something – so you some people – like before we had this change in the ball, because all we thought was fly balls, home runs – 60% ground ball was fine, and any home runs you saw, you would chalk up to an anomaly or a bad miss or whatever. But the fact is this. When you start to parse out the elevation basket, his blast rate is at six. So, again, we have to set parameters, right, because the same way the 300 batting average is meaningless unless I tell you what it means. I have kind of landed on – I'm calling it a 3-4-5 scale, meaning four is right in the middle. Okay? Three or below, thumbs up. Five or above. Uh, dude, you heard it here. Mark my words. If you see a 5% blast rate, you have a 1.3 home run per nine. It's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. Nice. And the guys that you're trying to figure – and then there was fly ball. Hold on. We never had another one. We go the other way. Again, I just did that this morning. Mad Max is the other way, right? Max Scherzer, yep. 51% fly ball rate. Um, 51% fly ball. Him, oh, he, oh, shit. He's the other one. He also has a six-barrel and average home run rate. Oh, it's another guy. Man, I missed it. It's uh, – Ah, uh, darn! I lost. I thought it was. I thought it was Max with the high fly ball rate. I have to get back to you on that one. I missed it. No problem. Uh, I missed who it was. Well, I dropped the ball half on that one. But there are examples in both directions. I think yeah. is what I'm getting at. The the point to take away from my fumble is, you can't just take the elevation stats at face value anymore. You have to parse them because the yeah. ball has changed now. We thought about them. I mean, and like I'm saying, to what I led with was, it's not even as simple as. Wait, so now fly balls are bad and his ground balls are good. It's like it's everything is nuanced. Everything yeah. is nuanced. Because you could be a power hitter, but if you're – if that EV, if that LA is just too high, you're, you're done. Yep. You're done basically, basically, the higher the higher the launch angle, the more in trouble you are. Like, that's why you mentioned yeah. – well, that's why you mentioned – That was the point with Max from this morning. That's Max, why you mentioned the – that's why you mentioned the line drive guys are fine. But you right. look at you look, you look at some of these power guys like Joey Gallo is going to be Joey Gallo because he's the living crap out of a baseball. But these other guys like Jorge Soler, you're mentioning that that's elevating it a ton. He's losing. He's losing yep. on this one. So that's why guys like Castellanos are still hitting. Or, or Starling Marte, I think, is a great example. He hits the snot out of the baseball, but he doesn't get under it a ton compared to other guys. And so he's hitting for average, a little bit of power, does it all. Like he's he's yeah. he's a, he's, a, he's a perfect hitter, not a so power. So you're going to find also with Blast, I think is. Uh... Man, I, I really want to credit the people that deserve it because some of this stuff is purely brilliant. Yes. I believe it was at Chamberlain and Connor K, I think. Connor Kirk, yeah. My favorite people. I mean, geez. When they talk, I want to comment with a period because I just want yeah. to know everything. Like if they aren't even sending emojis to each other, I want to know what they're emojiing <laughs> each other. And what they were stumbling on, and I know Matt Williams was talking about this also, 
is, and this turns people off because they hear standard deviation of launch angle. And they're like, oh, no, ah, math, you know? And it's like, uh. even if we don't get crazy into, like, the calculations and stuff, I think the theory of it is very important, in particular with this ball. Okay, so what it means, what it means, and again, we can simplify all this stuff. You know, sometimes the taxonomy and the labels are not great. That is what it is. I've heard Alex describe it as launch angle tightness, and I yeah. prefer that. Meaning, guys, like a what, right? So a wide uh, standard deviation would be if you hit it really high and really low. And a, a narrow one, right, would be, well, I guess it could be any degree, but an ideal one would be a small standard deviation at a decent launch angle. And those are the guys we want to be looking for is you want a tight standard deviation with a, let's call it, I don't know, 21 to 25 degree kind of launch angle. So, again, I haven't really looked at these stats. Guarantee you, if we pull them right now and pull out, the, take away the names and give me a list of players with the 25% um, – the 25-degree SDLA and the 24-degree launch angle, I bet you it's all the best hitters in major leagues. Yeah, and that's one of the cool things because, like, John just broke it down real easy to understand because when I looked at things before I read some more stuff and looked at it, I need to be told things. Me reading a brochure on this because they're so smart and the way they describe things, it's accurate, but I can't understand half of it. Yeah, so, me too, um, So, But Chamberlain's, Chamberlain's – um, chart is amazing and he's got oh. blast on there he's got the sdla you're talking about and yep. at, when i first opened it back in the day i knew like three things on the entire chart i'm like what the heck's going on but the more you learn the more you listen to smart people the more you just pay attention and then it makes you a better player as john's talking about because mm-hmm. um like a lot of the stuff john was just mentioning like the ex wobas and all that stuff they're bad when you're when it's your pitcher looking at those numbers obviously they're good when it's the hitter like th- this is the way things go in and out so when you're evaluating like he's using from a daily perspective like i do you want to know what pitchers to target. And once you know that, then you can start breaking down what hitters to target because that, that makes it so much easier, at least for me. And that's kind yeah. of it seems like where John's going as well. So yeah. finding guys like Barrios, um, like one thing I pride myself on, and it, it kind of goes back to maybe your stock market idea and some other things you talked about is you don't always need to pay for the most expensive thing. Let's find that mid-price guy that's got the same ceiling as the top price guy, but he's yeah. kind of hidden because you're looking at these stats. And I remember it was like three or four starts ago. I saw like Chris Bassett at eight thousand dollars. He went, didn't think he was going to throw a shutout. Don't get me wrong. Right, but right, right. I'm like, I'm like, he's way too cheap for this situation for how talented he is. His strikeouts are up. Everyone still thinks he's a ground ball guy that doesn't strike anybody out. Blah 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 blah. That's how you start to kind of narrow the pack down. So now if you can start incorporating this thing, that's why it intrigued me so much because you look at the numbers, I look at the numbers, and I write articles on it, and you see these barrel rates that are going through the roof still, and these hard hit rates are going through the roof, and it checks the boxes for certain guys. Like you, you do enough, right. but you're you're smart enough to go, okay, yeah, he earned those numbers. Yes, maybe they shouldn't be a seventeen percent barrel rate, but still, thirteen is pretty damn good. Like that's gonna be that's gonna play. But it's those guys you mentioned in those peripherals. Like all of a sudden, he's got a ten percent barrel rate. Well, maybe that's not that good. Maybe it's not that good anymore. And we got to fine tune that. Like you're saying, the crappy thing is. It's when we do fine tune it, or you fine tune it, or someone fine tunes it, they're going to change the baseball again. So we're screwed all over again. <laughs> but, but for now, for now, it's really, really good because it, it'll give us something to play with. We still have four months of baseball to go here, basically, and you can still do a lot of things. You can make a lot of money. You can do a lot of things for your fantasy team. You can make things work. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where you keep going with this. Um, that blast stat. I wish you know Fangraphs has done a great job of incorporating more stats, like Savant yeah, right, on their yeah. site. Man, if they could put a blast category on there, that would make my yeah. life so much easier. And I bet you they will one of these days. 
But yeah. um, they have ex woba columns. They're, they're it's they, yes, it's, it's a coming. crap. It's getting it's there. It's getting yeah. there. But the the problem is, and it's not them. Is that the numbers are just not. Not yeah, accurate. Weird. I, I don't, and I don't mean to say they're not correct because I yeah. wanted to make sure. I really, we really, I should have put that out front that Alex and Barton both made sure to specify that the measurement is correct, right? So it, the EV is up. You know what I mean? It's not like the, the calculator, the, the radar gun is not hot. It's not broken. It is the spike is up, but you're just paying the price on the fly balls. Yeah. You no, know, and and it stinks because you got people chasing. These listed bow rates. So one of the one guys that I was thinking about. So it's HAP. And now, even though HAP is not great, here's here's what you see if you open fan graphs. So if you open fan graphs, you see 49% fly ball, a 44% hard hit rate via stat cast, which is 95 miles an hour, which is not good. And then the bow rate at 11 and a half. Yeah. Now the home run rate is at 1.4, one and a half, which is again is not good. But 49 fly ball, 44 stat cast hard hit. And 12 barrel is is two home runs per nine or more. But the true barrel rate is like eight. Mm -hmm. And the blast rate is just five. Now, again, those are not great. Because I remember three, four, five, five is bad. But we got to be careful with expectations. Because the expectations of an 8% barrel rate and a 12% barrel rate are the difference between you putting guys in your lineup that day or not. Or me betting that day or not. Mm -hmm. And that's been the big problem and I, I mean, I know I'm follow. I follow a lot of other handicappers, and I've seen a lot of them have packed their bags already this year. Yeah. And they're saying we'll come back in the warm weather. They can't figure out what, we'll come back in the warm weather when the offense comes back. That's yeah. what they've been saying. That's what when everyone's saying. Yeah. Back, when the offense is back, because it's the weather. But they're not. You know what I mean? They're, these are people that have yep. just gotten into the habit. Of, right? This is the stock trader that just presses buy. What do you mean? You always win. You always win. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work that way. Things have changed. Yeah. Now that the market has changed, those of us who are not flexible are going to sink, you know, yep. and there's a ton of that. So I've just been loving that because the feedback I've been getting from people has been, has been yep. awesome. Because if you start to dig into that leaderboard you were talking about, you'll see, you see it and you go, wow, it really hits you so fast. It hits you so fast. It really will. It's wild. So yeah, because XWell becomes one of the stats I love. I've started using the last yeah, year or so a ton because to me, I don't care what they're, you know, this, that is, I want to know what they do with the, the ball in play, especially, yep. in, especially in an era where you can strike out 30% of the time now and no one cares. I want to know that 70% or even 50% or whatever the time they put the ball in play, now tell me what they do. That's all I care about. So it, it's it's a very intriguing, uh, continually changing atmosphere we're in, and you're on the forefront of some serious stuff there because I've kind of wondered it. I've heard other people talk about it, but when you started breaking it down the other day, I was like, we need to sit down and talk about this some more. Like right. people, people, people need to hear about what's going on here and I, and and the great thing is is you're still working on it there's more to come like it's oh, yeah. it's going to be ever evolving uh, yeah. as, as things develop cuz as much as no one would be shocked if baseball still screws this up like they might yeah. start changing things up and next thing you know or this that whatever but yeah. one thing they are one thing they are trying yeah. to mess with is sticky stuff and oh, yeah. there's there's different levels to it because like I've talked about it before. I listen to a, a lot of non-fantasy podcasts. I listen to the Chris Rose rotation is great because he has actual players on that actually right, talk right. about stuff. So I appreciate it. And they're in a comfortable atmosphere. So they're just talking. And he's he's got a bunch of pitchers on there, and they've talked a lot about the sticky stuff and even some hitters. And they said basically, you're not going to stop sunscreen because you can't tell a guy you can't wear sunscreen. Right. You're not leaving rosin out. And the thing is they say is that's not the one that's the problem. That actually, they said that one helps with command. It might increase the spin a little bit, but that's command. It's these other ones, the spider tax, the world stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's where it's an issue that they don't need. So there's a happy medium. 
And yeah. baseball is trying to either just get rid of it without the happy medium, which is going to be a bad idea. Yeah. And um, there's there's way more political parts to it. But when you when you think about maybe a reduction in spin, and we've seen it, how do you think that just you, obviously you can't crunch the numbers too much yet? But how do you think that's going to change the way we look at it? I'm, I'm well. I'm not paying premiums for those guys right now. Like as much as I wanted to bet Garrett Cole to cover that run line, I was not touching it. I was. I, I was. Heard, I was scared to go all in on him last night. Yeah, in the that's I, I, told, I, I told my. I told my listeners any other time. I'm telling you to play as much Garrett Cole as possible. Yeah. Like almost. I don't care who he's facing half the time. But I said I'd temper it down. If you're making 20 lineups, maybe 30. percent I was like, don't go all in. And it normalized yesterday. It was nor- It was. It was. It was closer normal. to normal. It was closer to normal. It was higher than his last start. A little below normal. But he was. He was See, I was talking about that with somebody that guys may go out naked one time to yep. see, or practice with it, and then, or maybe he went back to the regular stuff. I, I mean, obviously, I don't know what's going to happen. Because you said it, it's not to go back to the ball conversation, but we they basically admitted to changing the ball for the playoffs the other year. So whatever we think we know right now, we have to keep working because it could change tomorrow. We're John Snow right now. We know nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> you can't. You just you do the very best you can without trying to be too like a server, too arrogant, and just kind of go with the flow. But again, you and I—that's kind of a strong suit of, of ours. Uh, to the sticky stuff, I'm hoping. That they introduce a standard, uh, you know, and say if they were smart, they would actually market the thing and sell it to colleges and high schools and little league, yep. uh, major league, tech, whatever exactly. it is. Exactly, there it is. You know, and this will be the legal thing. Then that way they can control it because as you play, um, you you brought up a fantastic point. I don't know if people are really hip to it that different substances do different things. And for what yep. I understand, this is what I how I heard it. The, the super sticky stuff that you're talking about allows for the ball to, like, flick off the fingers at the last second. And that's yeah. where, like you said, the spin comes in. That's where all that wicked spin comes in. Listen, we want we want pitchers to throw cool pitches, but guys are doing things with wiffle balls. that just doesn't look yes. nice. I mean, unless people found a new way to hold a baseball after 135 years, yeah. then there's something funky going on. Again, sometimes your eyes are not lying. Like, you, it's just – it's incredible. It's incredible what the ball is doing. I've never seen anything like it. I would be impressed if I saw a wiffle ball do that. So to yeah. see what a hard ball, we, we know something's up. I'd like to see them, like I said, just introduce a standard where you know that using this stuff has a ceiling of performance yep. and then let everybody have it. Pretty then there's much, And yep. that way, which I also like, is then if you catch somebody with something else – it's easy. Yep. Done. You're right. You're right. Because that's the problem is they're, they're trying to come in. And this isn't even a fantasy angle. We're just talking baseball now. They're trying to come in and set the standard in the middle of the season, and there is no standard yet. So how do you tell a guy yes, no, or other? You can't. You can't literally come in and go, hey, you broke the rules. Well, they've been breaking the rules forever, so that's on you, MLB, not the players. Yeah. Like, that's on you guys. I mean, you could. Yeah, but it's, it's, just, it's such a rabbit hole. And upset the fan base. I mean, well, nobody what do you, what do you, what do you do? You're going to suspend 90% of pitchers? Because that's the problem. Yeah, They're I, all using something. <laughs> I, I I assumed, I again, I don't know anything. Yeah. I assumed we would see an amnesty. Meaning, yeah. we're not going to go back and dig you up. Yeah. But we are going to police it going forward. From here forward, I, figure it out. I also would not, you mentioned BK being careful with the data, investigating. Just be careful. I don't, I, yeah. I, I again, if there were... Crazy differences, then maybe you you investigate further. But in general, you know, it's up 100 RPMs or 80 RPMs. Sometimes if you look at per game stats, 
there is a error bar to that. And I, you know, you notice that in fact, for all the stuff that we talked about, I spoke to Barton and he even told me, he said, just when I do shows like this, he said, just make sure that you're very careful to tell people like you, you kind of prefaced it, how little we know where, yeah. uh, where, uh, where I'm, I mean, it's not just, I'm not guessing. I, I started with, you know, a guess that becomes a hypothesis that mm-hmm. becomes an inference that I'm testing, right? So it's not like, I don't know anything I'm guessing. But I'm very careful to say I don't know, right? I have not. And man, if you, I don't know if you heard it because I know when you make content, it's very hard to keep up. But I had Barton on the show. This is yeah. over the, before the season started. And the reason why, in more recent conversations, he told me to be careful is that he said we need to be careful because we just we didn't have the understanding of the baseball that we have now, and that he said this has just always been the case. He's not even sold the baseball is different. He just thinks. Because it's not automated, right? Another mistake. Everywhere else, a hockey puck is stamped. It's the yep. same weight. It's the same size. It has the same amount of dimples. And NBA basketball literally has the same amount of dimples, right? And the same amount of lines. Yep. No, every baseball is different and so different. It has, you know, it has the same kind of amount of material, but they're all a little different. And what I'm getting at, Bry, is he told me, and again, these are not 21 baseballs. I don't want to say they were. But he did have other baseballs. And he said when he measured them under his science equipment, uh, calipers and LED microscopes or whatever the heck he uses, that the differences in the same box of balls are so disparate that with enough time, with enough time, he could separate the balls for a team for different pitchers. That's Meaning, insane. We, because the ball is not automated, they're all yeah. a little different. And the little differences – now that we know what we know about the scenes, right? The mm-hmm. little differences have a big impact. So he's saying if you gave him the balls and his tools, he could say, ooh, deep seams, breaking ball pitcher. Ooh, yeah. flat seams, fastball pitcher. And basket the balls for max efficiency, which is broken. The ball, it should not be it should different. should not be the same. You should be able to get any ball with a blindfold. Okay, let's play. Now, like, think about uh... what you're saying. We talked about a ball being the same from year to year. What about the ball? different balls in the same box, dude? Different yeah. balls. He said different balls in the umpire's pockets. The, the umpire's That's freaking wild. Because we didn't understand. You know what I mean? But now yeah, you see yeah. where I'm going. It's not. Oh, I 100% it so get it, like yeah. Usually people are being devious. It's just that baseball had the whole traditionalist thing going on. They've stuck with that. And the whole, the part of the baseball that was very cute, Right, that oh, we rub dirt on them yeah. from wherever from Mississippi right? mud, baby. Yeah, yo, it's so cute. We import the dirt, whatever. Now we're at the point where there's billions of dollars in this stuff. Millions of people work on these things. It's got to be more accurate. Well, it's, cr- it's crazy. They decide to do, we need a standard. Is what I think. Well, it's crazy. MLB bought Rawlings in 2018. They bought them. They own the baseball company. Like, hello, people. And then we're like, we don't know what's going on. We have no idea. Yeah. We have like, no idea. Who are these people? Oh, that's what's like, the baseball? That's like, uh, it's yeah, so, that's like, it is, it is, it's downright embarrassing the way they talk to us. Yep. If, if anybody else treated me the way Major League Baseball treats me and talked to me like I am a child, like I'm stupid, I would yep. never deal with that person. And I go back to me every day. I'm like, more baseball, yep. please. This is my more best. Ba- it's it's change my favorite thing in the world. Change yep. the parks, put up a roof, put in a human. How about this? What about the secret humidors? Yeah, that's a great point. We'll be using eight humidors, but you won't know where. And we're like, 
Yeah, why okay, is that such sorry, a secret? Just give me more baseball. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, why is it such a secret? Like, it pissed me off, but now, yeah, like you said, well, I'm watching anyway, so let's go. Oh, God, I don't want to be The simple solution is put, put a humidor in every baseball park, set them all to the different settings so they're all identical, basically, and play baseball if that's what well, you want. What about park dimensions? I mean, think about yeah. park, right? Park dimensions, the, yeah. the walls, like the weather. It's, it's part of what makes it so beautiful. It's part of what yeah. makes it so unpredictable. But yeah. I think... I think those things are enough variables that the ball really should be made by uniform. machines. Yeah, it should I be think uniform. It should be made by machines, and they should be more transparent with it. You know, show us the test results, right? Show mm-hmm. us. We shouldn't have to have. And God bless people like uh, Doctor Meredith. You know, bless her for putting in the work. Uh, you know, I don't whether or not she's getting paid for. I don't even know. But the fact is, we shouldn't have to be doing this. I. I I certainly should not have to be doing this, you know. And it's not it's not my job to figure this out. And dude, I'm I put it out there, and I've had major TV broadcasters now follow me on yeah. Twitter and stuff because no one is talking about this. No one knows what's going on. So it's I don't I like that. Me and you are kind of in the in crowd right now, but I don't yeah. like the fact that tomorrow we shouldn't be we shouldn't be the in crowd. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and and that it could change tomorrow, right? And yeah. that's. And it's, dude, it's, we have a smoking hot girl that don't treat us right. And we keep going back to her. And that's right. Yep. That's it. If you've ever been there, anybody out there, you know what I'm talking about. I've been there. It is terrible. It's a terrible existence. It really is. But that's what it is. Yeah. They don't treat us that's good. Life. Yep. Yeah. They don't treat I, us good. Ba- we baseball, love them. Baseball is my, Major League Baseball is my scorned lover. That's just where we are. We're just go back yeah, to it every day. I know. I know. Yep. So, and I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. No. But it is funny because now that I've made it my business, Gosh, it's hard to argue against an, a, a non-standard ball. That you know, yeah. that's you know, because well, like you're nostalgia. All right, cool. Well, you're, you're, making, you're making bets. We're making plays for fantasy. We're doing all this, and you're trying to do it like on a kind of neutral, as neutral a playing field as you can. Right. And like you mentioned, dimensions are already different. You have elevation yeah. changes. You have weather. How's the baseball? That should be one thing you just count on. It's like yeah. okay. We're gonna, that's going to be uniform. Here we go. And the bats, like that's a whole other rabbit hole. You know, Saris did an article on these bats. These guys are getting them custom made. Not like they're golfers, where you go get fitted and you do this and that. And it's just, it's a whole other animal, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, yeah, all the right that that stuff. We, that's a shame. It's a shame because it's so beautiful and it's so. I know it's funny because it really is very old fashioned. You would think part of being old fashioned would be like the same, the same, the same but only certain. Right, baseball is very only like, certain things. Certain, certain things, things. Just must be the same, and then other stuff. You know, we'll, we'll change the extra inning rules. Don't worry about that part. Yeah, don't worry about that. We'll DH, maybe we'll see. No worries there. Um, so before we go to the listener questions, I have, I have another one more question for you. Um, last time I had you on, we talked about your your quality start metric that was is pretty awesome. Like you had, you had your like, I, I forgot the exact way you phrased like max quality start, extra whatever, six innings, seven innings, eight innings, different yeah. run variables. It was yeah. awesome. It was perfect for the scenario and play. It actually benefited good pitchers, not just the guy yeah. that lucked into six innings and three runs and a 4.5 ERA. Um, so where are you at on that? Are you, are you uh, just kind of keeping it, keeping an eye on it? Or, or what's your no, plan? No, I'm going to – yeah. We're, but you know, it's, it's tough. When you kind of make a stat, it's not anywhere. So you have to – man, this – and I, I don't have great tech skills. Maybe someone yeah. smarter than me would be able to. I, I don't know. I don't know how to do it other than manually doing it. So I'm hoping yeah. to actually relaunch no the leaderboard for the All-Star break because, to be honest, yeah, we've wins have never been wonkier – and I, you know, I, I saw some people that I really love and respect talk about 
I, that they, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm in the minority. I don't like reliever wins. Like, that's not what I'm in fantasy baseball for. So cheap, I thought we were so in starting pitcher wins. Yeah. You know, and now there's all these reliever wins, and, like, your closer is getting as many wins as your starters are. It's not a great stat, and it's certainly not skill-based, which, to be yeah. honest, is not what we're doing. I mean, it is kind of what we're doing. Yep. So I never, I just don't understand. Whip, like, whip is, a, is strikeouts. These are skill-based things. You know, and and wins is so just has nothing to do with it. Like you could right if you can throw a perfect game and not get a win, it's broken. That's pretty yes. simple. It's broken step. Hundred percent with you. If there. I were to say to you, you have to go seven innings minimum with two earned runs maximum. You'd say, wow, that's a good start. And only good pitchers, or at least good on that day, do that. You know, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. Like meaning, right? It's the same thing. You the other side of that win coin is you could surrender eight runs and win. You could go eight and give up none and not, and it's like yeah. that's just enough, right? It's, sometimes it's like that's easy, that's just throw it away. But I've been having a hopefully, hopefully this or this next offseason, I'm going to push it again. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm yeah. going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep pushing it. I got I'm trying, you. It's very hard, you know. I'm trying to yep. look. Hey man, look at the great work that um Alex uh, and Nick did right with CSW. CSW and look where it is now. Look where it, it is now. Three or four years, and now that's on. Could you guys? Have, could, you, could you guys imagine Big John Stud on MLB? You know what? It's simple enough that it could, it really could stick. Yep. Because yep. I think of the, again, right. Um, man, I love talking. He's been so great. Again, mm-hmm. we're talking about um, improvements in pitcher stats, right? The pitchers are moving forward. So why shouldn't the standard move? Right. I mean, if that's what we're going to get with strikeout rates through the roof and ERAs are down and hitters are struggling, why shouldn't the standard, I mean, it, Listen, six innings and three earned runs. It's just never been that great of a start. Yeah, yeah. You know, the four or five ERA is nothing to brag about. Three earned runs, is just, it's just not that great of a start. So that needs to be fixed. And I feel like, man, if we start attesting that category to pure pitcher skill, I don't know. I think it works. It's weird. Like, imagine we don't do analysis to figure out wins. Yeah. We're trying to figure out pitcher skill. Who's going to be, you know, who's effective? Who, you know, gets ahead, strikes people, obviously intuitive stuff. And then you get into wins and it's like, and of course, where am I terrible this year in wins? Look, look at Zach Wheeler as we talked, just finished eight shutout innings, but the game's tied. He might not get the win. Does that, right. does that mean he had a bad start? Where, okay, right. He must, I mean, that's what I'm saying. He must be credited with that. With something. Yeah. He I must can- be. He did everything in his power for his team to get a W. And, it's not his fault they couldn't score. Like and it's on an individual basis. It's an, yeah. Fantasy is an individual. It's a game of individual performance. Yep. And yet he's being punished for, I mean, like a 20 other people's you know, behavior except for his own. So yeah. that's it's totally broken. And I'm, I'm hoping, you know, look, average. We haven't been able to displace average for OBP. That's another one, skill-based. So I fear that we're still a couple years away. But I'm yep. hoping – you know what I'm hoping? Maybe it'll just take a, a home league or two or maybe an analyst or two that does it in their home league and says, wow, this works. Or maybe, like you said, if I could just get the leaderboard out, people will say, wait a minute. You're checking that's boxes, what the column yeah. should look like. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, that, and that's what it is. You, you, people, it's not that people don't want to try it. They need to see it in action first. And like, that's what you're saying. So some people right. go do it. That's, that's right. why I mentioned earlier the Tout Wars League I'm in. They, they're doing saves holes. They're doing innings pitched. It's OBP. Like They're trying all kinds of different things mixed into this to uh, see what works as like new fa- formats as the game continues to change. So it's uh, definitely something to think about. i uh, got a couple of listener questions here for you, oh, John, wow. before we head on out of here. Uh, Simon P., he's a regular listener of the show, really good guy. 
he'd like to get one NL pitcher and one NL hitter to buy low on. Uh, uh, he's got two questions. He's got that one. Do you have an NL hitter and an NL pitcher to potentially buy low on? He's in an NL only league. He's always going for. Oh man, but that's really tough because they're almost getting to unknowns. I mean, I kind of was mentioning the guys that I like to probably scooped in those leagues. You know, I've been on like um on like an Alzelay, although you know maybe maybe you could buy low on one of the like the Marlins guys. Like if like yeah. a couple of those guys have been good. Like Poteet was actually really good. He was looking like a guy that might have stuck before he went down. Um, I have my eyes again on um, Justin Dunn will be back. So I oh yes. it's NL sorry Justin Dunn. How about Logan Webb right if he when he's that's back the time, he yep. was starting to come around. I think that's where your answer is going to be. I don't think it's anybody that might be pitching right now. Maybe it's uh, Jose De Leon right if we, Are we can get buying low on Luis Castillo. Yikes, man! You know <laughs> I, I have I have a deep dive coming. How did he do today? I didn't really see. Was he any good? No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. He was through four when we started recording. He was looking great, but. Let me see where things land at this Wait, point. Got, in time. Oh, I got, I got, I'm uh, afraid to look. Five yeah, and two thirds yeah. gave up three seven Ks. That's better than it's been. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we need more. You need more yeah. than that. Oh, I know. Uh, I I still think I, maybe I saw like a home, like a, not a homer but like a fanboy. I still think it's coming. I really do. I I have a deep dive coming with him. But yeah, so I guess I think my I guess my buy low is yeah it's something there. It's. It's somebody that might not really be out right now again because it's very you know only I can only imagine as far as hitters go, man I I think the answer is probably on one of our blue collar teams. It's probably like a giant you know Solano just got back. He always yeah. seems to produce. Um, guys like uh, Lamont Wade has been he's been leading yeah. off lately. Right, he's kind of a cheapo. He might be a guy that's available. Sometimes if you want a tip, just go highlight all the NL teams. Click that last 14 Woba and see who's got a hot stick. Cause sometimes the answer is just let's stream them, let's churn them, and let's see if there's games in cores. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be doing as much streaming as possible in the cores. Things always great. He uh Simon P also wants to know is Aaron Nola broken? Man, you know, I I, I can't say yes because I just bet on him. Yep. Um and, and it it hurt my feelings because I thought I I I thought he's fine. You know, like you see stats. All right, so I, I got to pour up. And there's, man, there's a lot of good here. There's a lot. He's, a, there's he's a in lot a very tough here. schedule, too. He's in a very tough schedule. One it's a lot easier. Clip, 687 OPS, 5% walk, 42 ground ball. What do we got, Bubba? What do you think we got? We got a 5% blast rate. That's what we got. Yep. So that's been the big – that's been the hang-up for him. The curveball has been very good. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the left on base rate is is low. So I wonder if he's tipping pitches in the stretch. I don't know. I see a lot of those numbers. My gut says he's fine. You know, when I see, yeah. you know, walk rate, sub 300 X Woba, all those things are, are things that he he can, you know, he. I, I think he's going to be fine. I think Noel is fine. I'm not panicking just yet. So, yeah, if you yeah, can buy low on him, either. I would go for it. But uh, I think he's still going to be the guy you want him to be, especially with this upcoming schedule he has. Um, best ball hits and misses in fan tracks. Oh man. Um let's see. I did I did I did really well with some lead hitters, like guys that I've always liked. So I did really well. Like Luis Urias was like a last round kind of guy, and he's produced Tyler O'Neill. I've always liked. He's been he has been tremendous. Just just tremendous. Um guys like that. Let's see. Um and eh, maybe not as late. Like, you know, I've always I always like Marcana. He's been he's been great, you know. Let's see, best and like misses. Unfortunately, I've had, I've had my, I've had quite a few misses. I missed on 
Man, uh, I had some Tavares. He was a total bust, right? That's yeah. a total zero. With you there. Like a, just a total, right? That's a total man. You you swung a miss. Can't blame that on anything else but yourself. Um, man, I've had a lot more injuries than I've had misses. Not to make excuses, but I've had a lot. I don't, man, a lot of injuries. Tough. I know one of my one of my misses is Josh Lindblom. I thought he was going to be something. Oh yes, I missed on that one. I missed on yeah, that one. That, that did not, that's that's one that sticks right on the top of my story? head. I yeah. I did a breakdown on him. He DM'd me. Oh boy! So I was talking to him. I was trying to get him on the show. And we were close to it. We were like a couple days away. He ended up getting tanked and demoted, and you haven't answered me since. Oh, <laughs> man, that sucks. Well, Josh, if you listen to Benjamin Bubba, man, you're more than welcome. We're not going to tear you up. You know what I mean? It's all yeah. about the experience, like I said. But, yeah, oh, I liked him, too. He was he was a miss. Oh, you know what? I, I got my good one. My miss this year, it's it's a theory. It's a theory miss. And it's something I oh, I can't so mad and let it get me. I let pitchers in spring training fool me. That's my miss. That's my big miss. There you go. Because I had, dude, if you looked at my early work, my analysis was so good. And because I draft a lot, I allowed, let's see, Madison Bumgarner, Corey Kluber, guys that I should not have added, 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 um, Mike Soroka, David Price, mm-hmm. guys that just looked like, now, I, I understand Soroka didn't throw, but but in my defense, if you look at those news blurbs, that were yes. happening around spring training. He was throwing full speed off a of flat ground. He was two weeks away, and then he had another setback, and yep. that one blew up. And when I looked back, I said, those were not guys that I really wanted. And I let strong spring trainings kind of kind of knee-jerk me a little bit. And the opposite, guys that I really liked, I kind of got off of. And that. so I want to say that that was my mistake, and that's something I'm going to correct going forward. You know, you see the first games happen – Sometimes it's a velo spike, and I know velo is the hot thing, but even that you gotta be careful. Oh, his velo's up, his velo's up. Not always, you know, actionable. It's not always there. So yeah, it's a good question. We really should be auditing ourselves, yeah. Especially in those spring training sites, those guns are a little hot at times. That one one too. That's a very good that's a very good point. But it doesn't that doesn't that really relate to what we were saying about barrel data? Uh It's a piece of data that we act on. So if you're going to act on it, you got to make sure it's good. And that's my mistake. You know, I start, I, I don't know why. I honestly don't know what I was thinking because I'm very – usually I'm very health risk averse. You know, I normally don't do that. I like guys that are healthy. I forget one of – Rob Gardner, one of the very – Chandler, one of the very smart guys, right, have always said the injuries will find you. You don't need to bring them yes. with you, right? Uh, and I you, I normally don't. And I did. I have like – gosh, I, I, I thought I was going to be able to like – triple tap the back of the Yankees. So mm-hmm. I thought like, well, if you have Kluber and you have Debbie Garcia, you're guaranteed 160 quality innings somewhere. Yeah. Well, right now Kluber's on the shelf and Garcia is not anywhere to be found. And yeah. I got a lot of nothing from that. You know, the logic and made Kluber sense. The logic made sense. I'll give you that much. But What's that? yeah, the logic made a lot of sense. I'll give I you that thought, much. But no, but look at this hat. Yeah. You know what this I means? Know. This means we don't know what to do with pitchers. This means <laughs> we had Lance Lynn and he stunk, right? We we no no no. Yeah. We had Sonny Gray and he stunk. We had Chance Adams and we wrecked him. We had Justice Sheffield. We sent him packing. We had James Caprillion. We wrecked him and then we sent him packing. The Yankees are awful, awful, oh, awful at developing pitchers. And then when you hear the the I don't know what you want to call the. Uh, uh, the recap, 
right? When Gray left, and he's kind of not, he's like a yeah. decent dude. He was like, they're terrible. He's like, they wouldn't, yeah. right? I want to. They I wouldn't let me throw my slider. Yeah, I want to. Hold on, but I got, no, no, no. They won't let me do it. Yep. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They won't let you throw a slider. Yo, these, again, this is a human being. You gotta, yo, man, if I come to work and I'm like, yo, man, I got my apron on, you know what I mean? I guess my, this is my spatula, this is my, this is my knife. No, 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 we use these. Dude, this is like my, this is my tool. This is my thing. And I don't, I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. And to watch guys leave and excel is just what happens here. So I, I should have known better. I really should have known they were going to mismanage it. Uh, Jonathan Lewisiger could have been something a couple of years already. But they don't yeah. give players the time, so it never really happens. Luis Sessa has shown some gas at times, and you just don't get anything from any of these guys ever, 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 yep. ever. Yep, it's a, it's a weird dynamic, yet they win, what, 26, 27 championships now? So life's tough. Yeah, they buy them. They buy them. I, I see what you're saying there. It's cool. They Johnny Benzel that thing. Uh, yeah. But it's hey, money, it, money, Money's good. No one said money's it's bad. Very, money's, good. money's very good. But uh, yeah. we're gonna wrap it up there, John. Like I could talk to all you right. all day. I could talk to you all day. Yeah, I have so many more, so many more ways I could poke the bear. I know to get you keep going, but uh, we're we're gonna call <laughs> oh, it yeah. good there. One word, just say a word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, before we leave, say a word that isn't goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say it uh, <laughs> before before we sign off. Though, uh, let everybody know again where they can find you and what you got going on. MLB moving averages, man, Bubba. You're the man, bro. I love hanging with you. We could have, we could have, this could have been like a four hour show, one of those yeah, morning easily. Shows. Yo, easily. that was really good, man. I really dig your flow. Yeah, I'm MLB moving averages and FTN bets. It's getting to the point now. If you can't find us, like it's probably more on you than it is on me, you yeah, know. Yeah. But I, I, I would say if you're digging some of the advanced stuff, and I, I try and do every game on Cork Stats. But I also try and stop and do some of these kind of lessons, you know, from time to time, how we digest the numbers and the new parameters and stuff like that. So I would say if you're into the advanced stats or even, you know, because I've, I've heard a bit about like, oh, I thought you – I heard some people lately said, you know, I heard you show it's good. I'm like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, appreciate yeah, thanks. it. But what I've been getting – what I'm getting at is they're saying I didn't realize because a lot of the people that follow me are fantasy players and they associate my, my show with betting. So what I would say is – if you have a pitcher going on a main slate and you're interested in him, I'm going to cover him. And we, and again, it's pitch mixes. It's all types of stuff. So th- it's a good way to kind of research your own guys. That's what I heard. Somebody was looking into Owsley and I said, well, I, you know, I covered him today on the pod and it was almost like, wait, Oh, you do that. And I said, yeah, well, that's what I'm doing. Kind of. So I'm putting two and two together for people that, yeah, if you, if your guy's on the slate, I'm digging in. So I'll let you know if he's for real or not, or at least I hope. Yep, yep. So go check it out, everybody. Awesome stuff. Awesome guy. Awesome time, as always. John, thanks for joining me, my friend. All right, everybody. This is Bench with Bubba, episode 377 with Big John Stud himself, NLB moving averages. We'll catch you guys next time.